Let us know what you're thinking on Rethink with your host. Rethink, nothing your ace. Rethink, don't touch that dial on Rethink. Ooh, ooh. Rethink. You're welcome to the Rethink podcast. The podcast that encourages you to think about things that you would normally not think about. And today we'll be thinking on the topic, God witnessed every rape in history. You know, um, it's such a sensitive topic because a lot of people experience sexual violence and unlawful sexual activities in their lifetime. And, And a lot of people are religious, so both ways you know it's, it's quite sensitive to to both parties especially if you have experienced rape before and you're also religious so i'm going to try my best to thread carefully um first of all what do you mean by rape rape is basically any sexual activity that is done against the person's will usually involving sexual intercourse. So it may not actually lead to intercourse completely, but as long as the sexual activity that is done without the consent of a person that can give consent, then it's rape. For example, you can't... You are not up to the legal age for consent in Nigeria unless you're up to 18 years old. So so a 17-year-old person cannot give consent for certain sexual activities to someone who is older. And that would constitute rape if that really ever happens. So um, I'm going to get a few statistics from World Population Review. Um, WorldPopulationReview.com and it's, one of them is, it is estimated that approximately 35% of women worldwide have experienced sexual harassment in their lifetime. Wow, 35%. In most countries with data available on rape, less than 40% of the women who experience sexual violence actually seek help. And even more, less than 10% seek assistance from law enforcement. That's, that's over half of the people don't even seek help at all. And, over ni- and about 90% of them don't seek help and assistance from law enforcement agencies. That's to show you how how damaging that can be. And although this stats, this stats is based mainly on women, so because women experience rape and sexual cases more than men. Not that men do experience, but they experience it more. So most stats just seek to give us information about what's going on to the female gender. So um, they say women ages 16 to 19 are four times more likely to be rape victims or rape or assaults. Victims of rape or assaults, 16 to 19. Wow. And female college students ages between 18 to 24 are three times more likely to experience sexual assault. So if you're in college 18 to 24, you're three times more likely to experience sexual assault. That's not... That's quite horrifying. Basically, and I want to get something from Women at Risk International Foundation because um, this stats is based on Africa and Nigeria, not just worldwide like the previous. And and yeah, it says that Africa has the highest prevalence rate of child sexual abuse. That's around 34.4%. That's 
34.4% actually rate of sexual ab- child sexual abuse. This one is based on children now. It's about child sexual abuse, underage. And that's a very high rate. So think about it. If you have 100 children here, about 34 of them actually experience sexual abuse. That's appalling, really appalling. And as at 2004, 60% of children involved in child trafficking from Africa to Europe were Nigerians. Wow. So, I'm a Nigerian, so this stat actually, you know, touches me. All these stats touches me, actually, but, you know, when you hear your country, it feels more personal. And between 2012 and 2013, about 30% of women in Nigeria experienced one form of domestic violence or another. So, as of 2013-14, we have women in Nigeria who have experienced 30%, 30% of women. So, every 1,000 women, 300 of them have experienced one form of domestic violence or another. Again, this survey seems to be centered around females and children. Okay, findings from the, from a national survey carried out in 2014, national survey as per Nigeria, national, a national survey in Nigeria. So, findings of, from a national survey carried out in 2014 on violence against children in Nigeria confirmed one in four females reported experiencing sexual violence in childhood with approximately 70% reporting more than one incident of sexual violence. So as a 2014, they carried out a survey, and in the survey, one in four females, that's every fourth, if you bring out four females, at least one of them have experienced um, sexual violence in childhood. In childhood, actually, that's sad. And about 70% of them experienced it more than once. Because then most of the people that are are guilty of this stuff are maybe your family members, maybe your auntie, your uncles, your nanny. And then these people have access to you more than once. So that's why about 70% of them go through it more than once. And in the same study, it was actually found that 24.8% of females within the ages of 18 to 24 experience sexual abuse prior to the age of 18. So, ages... um, Females within the ages of 18 to 24, about 25% of them experienced sexual abuse before they even got to 18 years. And just 5% of them sought help, with only 3.5% of them receiving any services. This is some sad stats to just look at. It's... It's embarrassing, appalling, and annoying. And uh, this last stat I'll take from Wikipedia. Um, UNICEF reported in 2015 that one in four girls and one in ten boys, okay, the first stat that that took into consideration the boys. So UNICEF reported in 2015 that one in four girls and one in ten boys in Nigeria had experienced sexual violence before the age of 18. According to a survey by Positive Action for Treatment Access, over 31.4% of girls there said that their first sexual encounter had been rape or forced sex of some kind. So I'll start with the, with the last one. And it says that 
like 31% of the girls there said her first sexual encounter had been rape or forced sex of some kind. So the first sexual encounter wasn't with full consent, wasn't lawful, it was unlawful. It was probably very, it was most likely a very bad experience, bad experience. Imagine your first sexual encounter being raped. It may scar your entire sexual life. And that goes on to affect people, you know, affect marriages and stuff. It's, it's not a good start to actually look at. And then we now, we can look in the first one. The first part of it is they say one in four girls and one in 10 boys in Nigeria as of 2015 experienced sexual violence before 18. And I always look at it like, okay, the girls usually suffer this more. One in four girls. That's so much. That's that's too high and sad. But then you can think of the boys, one in ten boys. I think that's really underrated. Because the way the media puts it is like boys don't experience it at all. But one in ten boys. That's for every ten boys there. One in every ten boys you see actually experience sexual violence before they go to the age of 18. It's like we're kind of in a circle of breaking young people and on and on and on and on and on and on, which is really, really sad and and really, no, really sad, actually. But, but then that's, that's the numbers and that's the stats. And the, the interesting fact about this is that we don't keep a a complete record in Nigeria as to the case of the sexual cases, you know, many sexual violence and sexual assault and and rape go unreported in Nigeria. And some that go unreported or many that go unreported do actually get recorded and given to survey agencies. So there are a lot so it's a lot more underrated in these stats in Nigeria than it actually is. In reality, in reality, it's it's safe to say that it's way more than this. And to think of the stats to be this bad, I can imagine how the reality will be. And then when we say one in four girls, it just makes it because it's numbers. It makes it look less frightening and less scary. But when you think of it, is that is that Nigeria has a population of two hundred, about two hundred million people, two hundred and four. I think based on the last estimate, about only have 4 million people, which is most likely going to be more like Nosa said in the previous episode on humans are like cancer to the planet. And then we have a youth population that is high. We're talking millions of people, minimum. Let me, let me quickly check this now. Because I, I want to bring our attention into... To this, so we have um, so we have about about um, forty two percent of our entire population. Forty two percent of our entire population is between the ages of zero to fourteen years old. Zero to fourteen years old. Think about this: forty two percent zero to fourteen years old. That's almost half of. 200 million. We're talking close to 100 million people, 80 million people. And that's 0 to 14. We have not included 14 to 18. 
out of this out of 100 million people were looking at were looking at one in 10 of them one in 10 of the male population actually experiencing sexual assault and one in one in four of the female population of that number um, experiencing sexual assault before the age of 18. You know, that's not something to be proud of considering this. And to think that these sexual assaults, some of them lead to death. They go through the stuff. And and then that brings us to the other part of this podcast. And what we're thinking about is that God actually witnessed every single one happen. And as much as we won't want anyone to happen, anyone that would happen now as I'm talking and anyone that would happen when you are listening and anyone that would happen even after this episode has been released god will still witness it so it's like okay so god really you are seeing all of this go on you are seeing the pain people go through you are seeing the near-death experience you are seeing people being damaged by this for life and it's just a witness to it now this episode is assuming um you subscribe to the concept and you believe that, okay, there's a God in existence. But if you don't believe there's a God in existence, this episode probably doesn't, doesn't hold enough water to you. Does, you don't really care about it. But to those who believe that God exists, it can always be the question that God sees so much of all of this happen and then it does nothing. But I, I, um, I'm not trying to defend God because I'm not one knight in shining armor. <laughs> and... I can't even defend myself completely. Talk less of defending someone who is said to have created the entire world. So I'm in no position, but this is thing show and we like to look from different sides and angles to this. And one of my major response when I, I, I encountered the problem of evil and God and, and the very popular saying that God is either not all-powerful or is, all, or is not all-good. Because if it's all-powerful, it would end suffering, death, diseases on little children, and stuff like rape. And or either it doesn't have the power to do it, or it's just not all good because it sees it and just lets it pass by. My first response is, I try to think of it. If, according to... Most of the religions that I've studied have not really gone through all the religions in the world because, I mean, I'm just one man. So, according to the religions I've studied, it always has the underlying tone that God really just created everything for himself, for his, for his pleasure. Even though he promises us eternity and everything, the entire concept of the eternity is that we transcend from time into a place of no time so that we can continue to be part of what brings pleasure to this ultimate being. So God created everything for his pleasure. And in Christianity, more specifically, he says that God wants people to worship him. And subscribing to that idea means that what options do God does God have based on our knowledge? What options does God have in terms of creating a world in which people can actually worship him? And and the op- and when I think of the options, okay. I I go back and say, okay, it needs to create a world where people can love, a world where free will has to exist. Because if it creates a world where there's no free will, or there's or there's some illusion or a, a kind of free will 
that is not really free will. So let me give you an example of what I mean. So if he gives us the free will and says you can't do anything, but immediately we want to commit any evil act or immediately want to do an evil act, he then takes away the free will and controls us to not commit such evil acts, then there would not be free will. To us, we may not experience certain of the suffering we're experiencing in the world, but it won't bring pleasure to him because we are simply robots. And then we'll, we'll feel we'll live in a world of kind of bondage, like we're living in prison. We can't make our decisions, our decisions are being controlled. It's like we live we we'll live in a tyranny with a with a God that rules with iron hand and that's not really a pleasant world for us to live in. Not saying that this is a pleasant world, but that seems to be much worse because it's really, you can't do anything. You're just a robot. You're just a toy for someone else. It's sad and painful. So that's why. So what are the options of God? He could create a world where there's free will. He could create a world where there's no free will. And I just explained why I feel the world without, why I think the world without free will is not really the best option considering the purposes in which he created the world. But in a world where there's free will, what's the implication of that? The implication of that is that people actually have the opportunity to choose to choose to go any direction with their actions as long as they can. So, and any direction means some people actually commit evil acts. People actually kill each other. People actually steal from each other. People actually rape each other. And that's where this comes from. So, God witnessed every rape in history. Because if he is to stop every single rape in history, we won't have free will anymore. And I don't think that's the kind of life God wants. But, but that's on the other side like trying to defend god and but but not like um i can not like i think i can successfully defend god in situations like this but then what what are our best options our options is you know people say it's easy for me to talk because i'm not a girl i'm not female i haven't experienced a violence a violent sexual encounter maybe that's why i'm talking and i'm not qualified to talk but but um, if someone is to save another person from drowning and the person stands at the shore and stretches and stretches his hand out to pick you up from the water, by the time you're out of the water, it would be unwise for you to say the person could only help you because he was standing on shore. You guys were not on equal ground. So you didn't understand what it means to be drowning. That's my, that's my response to this because... I feel a lot of times when we're in this situation, we are less likely to see other perspectives because we're over, over, overwhelmed by our pain and our suffering, which is very understandable, our emotions, which is very understandable. But then, but then it's always better nice to seek help from someone who is a little detached from your situations but can understand what you're saying and can relate. That's why people go to therapies, of course. Because if you are trying to quit drug and you go to rehab, you you wouldn't want the person taking the rehab to also be on drugs and trying to quit. You want somebody that probably has gotten over it or has had thousands of cases of people who have gotten over it and helped them get over it. So that's the way it is when I speak on things like this. I'm not really in this situation, but 
because I'm not in the situation in, at this moment, I can try to muster up some form of thinking on both sides, you know, just encouraging to think about both sides. And then I think that rape can be damaging and destructive to you, but you don't have to let it get to you in that aspect. I know people who have gotten, who have, who have gone through this stuff and this stuff actually make them stronger people. They, they are stronger and then they can help other people go through these stuffs. And and most of the people you see them starting NGOs, starting organizations that fight against rape, organizations that bring awareness to situations like this. And they're making positive changes and positive impact in the world. So if you have been in a situation like this, rather than fixate all your energy in terms of blaming God or looking for blames, it's not your fault. I'm not saying it's your fault or looking for blames to push it. I think you should focus on energy, on thinking of how can I get better from this experience? How can I get better from the troubles that I have faced? Yes, people have it easier than me, but I owe myself to try the very best I can to become to become better. Try the very best I can to be the best I can and try my best to not to not be part of the problem and try my best to not because some people imagine being raped and then you say okay you want to start going to rape other people stuff like that just try your best to always be the best you can and i pray i pray i pray god sees you through and if you are not religious and you don't think my prayer is worth anything i hope i hope you must have the courage to do what's best for you and i'm grateful that you listen to this episode of the rethink show so yeah, God actually witnessed every rape in history happen. But I don't think he could do anything because he gave us free will. So that's the end of the Rethink episode. And, and I'm sh- I hope this episode has encouraged you to think about things that you would normally not think about. Like, think about the fact that God actually witnessed every rape in history. So people say it's like God is watching porn. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so they're saying God witnessed every rape in history. And also think about the fact that maybe God can't really do anything to stop rape in terms of a situation by situation basis. So thank you for listening. Let us know this what you're thinking on Rethink with your host. Rethink, nothing your ace. Rethink, don't touch that dial on Rethink. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Rethink.